You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, today on our show, we're going to be talking about some of the training tips that Kindred Spirits has put together over the years to help dog owners train their dogs. Uh, some of these tips are pretty simple. Some are common sense. Some are things maybe you just simply haven't thought of before, but they can all be a benefit to you when you train your dog, uh, whether your dog is for a household pet and companion, which of course is the most important. Or if you plan on uh, doing other things with your dog, such as agility, therapy dog, carding, or any other dog sports. In the second half of the show, we'll talk about some of the most common mistakes we've seen. Things that people do while training their dog that can hamper their training. So we've got an interesting show for you. You might want to grab a paper and a pen and take notes as you go along. But first, we need a word from our sponsor. So hold on. Don't go anywhere. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate 4. And who is this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggie's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, 
Fido Friendlies, the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. Petra and Kate are with me today. And uh, today we're going to give you some training tips and some training pitfalls that you should avoid along the way. For the 10 most important training tips that Kindred Spirits has put together, first one is your dog is a dog. Keep in mind that he's a dog, even though he's a part of your family and can be a very important part of your family, he is a dog. He's got his unique instincts. He's not a person in a fuzzy dog suit. I said that to someone the other day and she looked at me shocked. She says, of course he's not a person. He's better than that. <laughs> big burden of responsibility. How about we just treat him like a wonderful dog, like he is? That's good. I, oh, actually, wow. I think that's the first time we've heard that one. <laughs> but I think when we say that dog is a dog, the biggest part is we need to keep in mind that although we do share some instincts with dogs, they're very different. They're predators, for one thing. And the dogs are still animals. I think at times people forget that part. Yeah. You know, and like we say, you don't want to leave a small child or toddler around unattended with a, with a dog. Because um, they are dogs. Yeah. yeah. And not that every dog is going to bite the child, but they may try to play with the child mm -hmm. or even protect the child. And that can cause harm. And timing. Dogs are so very much now, in the now, very much in, in the, the moment. In the moment. Yeah. And... To try and take a dog back to something that happened earlier and punish them for that, that's not going to work. Right. And that's one of the ways I used to explain you can't console a dog. Because consoling them means it's bad right now, but look to the future, it will be better. Dogs don't look to the future, they mm -hmm. look to the now. Right. In general. Right. So stay in the moment with your dogs and, and teach them in the moment. Right. It's the most effective way. Right. Number two... Bad behavior isn't personally directed at you, so don't take it personally. Treat bad behavior as a mistake and try to prevent it from happening again. And that's so hard for so many people. We have a lot of people who come to class and, and, and say something along the lines of, I did such and such and so she got mad at me and peed on the bed or whatever. <laughs> Pooped in my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's one for you. Okay. Um, uh, the beagle has been grabbing my daughter's underwear and running off and eating it every opportunity. Well, I said, well, every opportunity? Why do you keep giving it opportunities? Well, I've told it not to. Well, it's a puppy still. So they're allowing the bad behavior to keep happening over and over um, instead of preventing it. Right. Or that when we have the dog is mouthing the owner and, and we tell her not to allow the dog to mouth her, she goes, well, at least she keeps quiet if I just stick my hand in her mouth. 
Oh, there are better ways to. But you're complaining. It's mouthing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've changed one bad problem for another. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but especially when puppies or dogs are going through adolescence. Oh yes. That's yes. a hard time not to take their behavior personally. And yeah. that that happened with the German Shepherd in class today. Yeah. She was taking it personally. Ten month old German Shepherd who's the size of a three year old. Um, so it's hard to remember he's a puppy. Yeah. And he was acting very silly puppy. But very, unfortunately very throwing typical. himself around and using his weight. Right. right. And she was getting angry and frustrated and but he does it at home, but he does it and and mm-hmm. not understanding that he's being a silly puppy and all she needs to do is is not take it personal uh make sure she's teaching him well clear communication clear communication and i think because of her frustration she was forgetting to reward the good behavior yes she was focusing yes. on the bad behavior which and I remember years, years ago doing the same thing. I think everybody does. You oh, know? yeah. You're frustrated. Yeah. And it's like concentrate on is everything yeah. bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And that so. change from puppyhood of, oh, I'll follow you everywhere. You're just the most wonderful person in the world to adolescent dog behavior. Yeah. Of, Go away. Don't bother me. I'm busy with something else. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Archer and I had words about that last night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Archer... Uh, my husband and my new puppy, which we talked about on our last podcast, mm-hmm. decided to ignore me last night when I called him to come. So once I caught him, he went on a long line and we practiced the come in the same place where he ignored me with the same distractions and lots and lots of positives. And the leash got to make sure he came. <laughs> so it and, went from a bad to set up for success. And he, within uh, about... Ten minutes was following me around going, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And today at the training yard, he's been very good. Uh (laughs) He's been a good boy. Good boy today. Yep, yep. So set him up to succeed. Um, Then limit your dog's freedom in the house. He shouldn't have free run of the house until he's two or three years old. Um, And no younger. Some people kind of push it. Oh, and then wonder why the dog is, you know, all of a sudden quilping. the and, daughter's oh, underwear and yeah. yeah. all over the house. Yeah. yeah. First thing I did when we brought our puppy home was go out in the garage and dig out the exercise pens and dig mm-hmm. out the baby gates. Mm-hmm. Baby gate went up across the hallway. Baby gate went up across the bedroom. Exercise pens fenced off areas in the garage fenced off the outdoor trash cans in the side yard yep. and, you know, and it's set not, the puppy up to succeed. Exactly. And then I think, it's, you know, it's not set in stone that, you know, our dog turns two. Oh, we can let him uh, free in the house at night. Well, look I at mean, Riker. Well, yeah. And Logan. And Logan. Logan yeah. just now at the age of what? Almost four. four they're at. Yeah. Almost four years old. He just now can be out at night yeah. with us and he's a very good boy. Yeah, almost at the age of four years Ry- old. Riker was three years old before he was trustworthy. Before that, I wasn't even going to test him because yeah. he was so silly. Yeah. Now Bashir was out at about a year. So was Kona. About a year, but, fine. But, so was Teddy the shepherd. Sure, year and yeah. a half, fine. Yeah. But it depends on the individual dog, and they have to prove exactly. themselves to you that they're ready for it. Yes. Uh, it's much too easy to give them the freedom and then discover that they've 
learned how to pull the stuffing out of your sofa cushion. <laughs> <laughs> and once they figured out that's fun, it's oh. impossible to break. And I speak from experience. <laughs> I, uh, that was a good learning experience for me 30 years ago. <laughs> and I, that was something that resonated with me when I was raising Walter as a puppy. You had said, if they never find out, you don't have to break the habit. Right. Yeah. Right. Prevent exactly. them from learning that habit in the first place. Right. Spend your time teaching them what they should do. Exactly. And you can have fun. And you have, oh, you have so much more fun with the dog. I was talking with someone today in classes about crate training. And I said, when my husband and I got our first two German Shepherds, we had no idea what crate training was. And so much of those dogs, puppyhood and adolescent, was so negative because they got into trouble, they chewed up stuff, they dug up stuff, they destroyed things, and so much was negative. I'm amazed those dogs lived to grow up. And they did grow up to be good dogs, but puppyhood can be so much more fun when you prevent things from happening exactly. rather than deal with the negative things. With Archer, I'm having fun with him. He's a good puppy. And I'm just making sure he's not learning these bad habits. Right. right. And it's just, it makes puppyhood a joy much yeah. better. All right, tip number four. Number four, limit your dog's freedom off-leash outside of a fenced yard for the same reason as you limit it inside. And that's what I just said with Archer. I got out a long line last night, and we practiced the comes outside of our fenced-in yard. Because when he jumped out of the van to go into the garage, he decided to ignore me and chase the neighbor's dog. <laughs> Personally, I think it was the neighbor's dog's problem because she was in our front yard and driveway. Oh, is that the but, chihuahua we were yes, about? Yes, yes, that's the chihuahua I, I was encouraging <laughs> Archer to eat. <laughs> she was in our front yard barking at our dogs, and Bashir is old enough, he just ignored her. Archer went, oh, a squeaky toy to chase. <laughs> So, but unfortunately, I, I had to respond to that. I turned it into a training session. I got the long line, put Archer on the long line, and then we worked on the come and ignoring the barking chihuahua. <laughs> and again, you know, there's where people set their dogs up to fail because they're doing comes beautifully in the yard. And so we went out to the park and we tried it <laughs> off leash and my dog didn't come. Oh, we had someone say that today. Someone, uh, they learned the come in training class last week. And so this week, they decided to try Dog Beach. Oh, good, in one week. And it didn't work. (laughs) And I said, so, what did you learn from that? Uh, We pushing him too far, too fast. Uh Uh-huh, good dog owner. (laughs) Which leads us into number five, because we've been talking about this. Prevent problems from happening. Instead of trying to correct bad behavior. Uh, yep, exactly. Bad behaviors can be self-rewarding for your dog. Yes. And then corrections after the fact, they don't work. Don't work. No. Let's take the kitchen trash can, for example. That's a good one. <laughs> your dog gets into the kitchen trash can. There's leftover food in there or meat wrappers. That's self-rewarding. Anything that's self-rewarding is going to happen again. Yeah, Exactly. Or, well, like we always talk about in class, when you do uh, a training, like the sit in front for the watch me, we always say, do it on leash. I mean, how many people we heard that, you know, the dog, they try to get the dog to sit, and all of a sudden it takes off. 
And then I'm chasing my dog all over my house. And, I'm like, and it's oh, a game. The dog taught you a new game. You were miserable. The dog was having a blast. Yep. And yep. back to the beagle chase, uh, eating the underwear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's turned into a great game for the dog because he gets the whole family to chase him. <laughs> Dogs are so smart. They're just so they smart. Are. They yep. really are. Okay. And next, teach your dog that good is a magic word. And do it whenever your dog does something right. Smile as you say it and follow it up with praise, petting, or a treat. I use a uh, good job, good dog, good boy, but good has got to be a magic word. Mm-hmm. And if you smile when you say it, dogs know what a smile is. Well, we're even yeah. using the word thank you. Oh, yeah. Because you can say it in a high-pitched, positive way. Yeah. And I know my dogs are now going, that was good. Uh-huh. That was a good word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a few people who come to class and it's like, good, or good dog. Or they say good and they're frowning. Even the one I was saying, dog, sit, good dog, now you're done, good, now come. It was everything. Oh, monotone. Oh, monotone. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But smile at your dog. They know what smiles are. Or laughter. I love to laugh with them. Uh, or if you're frustrated, like we say with the, with the come. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're frustrated, but your dog decides to come to you, don't yell. Just, you know, you it's can, amazing what you can say while you're... You you're can saying, fake that smile. And I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we'll turn you into the pan. We'll swap you out for a cat. <laughs> you can get real high pitch and say anything you like. Dogs go, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, yeah. I love you too, Mom. <laughs> And next, okay, you had started to say this one before, uh, timing. Uh, Timing is very important. Praise your dog the instant he does something right. Interrupt him the moment he makes a mistake. Stay in the now with him. I tell my students that you're a biofeedback human machine. There you go. (laughs) You're letting your puppy know with your voice and your actions whether he's doing right or wrong. So be clear about it. He'll mm-hmm. learn faster if he gets clear instruction. Right. Well, and today with the shepherd, it was obvious. I mean, she was getting frustrated. I went there and worked with him a little bit. But then when we did that one exercise where she was just healing him, he was doing good. So I'm encouraging her to praise. And then at the very end, when she stopped and sat, I'm like, love on him. So the second time around when they did it, he was like, I know what my mom wants and yeah. did it beautifully. Yeah. And you could just see the both of them. He was had a smile and you saw this relief like, Oh my God, my dog isn't dumb. (laughs) I kind of like him now. (laughs) The woman looked better. I'm much happier. You you can get into a downward spiral on something or an upward spiral. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, decide on rules for the house, the yard, out in public, and enforce them consistently. Oh my God, that's like the key word. Make sure everyone else in the house does the same thing. And we hear that all the time. Well, my husband spoils him, or it's the wife spoils him. Or you see the husband and wife in class nudging each other. Told you so. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> we get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, consistency is very important. I mean, for everything. But rules are, you know, do you want to allow the dog in the kitchen? Do you want to allow him on the furniture? Is he allowed in certain areas of the backyard? Uh, Where do you want him to ride in the car? Household rules are very important because 
you know, it just makes life easier with the dog. Personally, I allow mine up on the sofa because I like to snuggle with them. Mm -hmm. But I do like them to stay out of the kitchen because I have a very small kitchen and I don't want to trip over them. Archer's having a hard time with that. <laughs> kitchen? <laughs> Good stuff is in kitchen. We know but, he doesn't really move. He doesn't want to. Like today. Oh, yeah. You practically ran him over with the little he, wheel he, thing. He, oh, my God. That was obviously, funny. his breeder doesn't teach the command, move. No. And uh, when he's tired, he's he's a lead weight. <laughs> so move he becomes is some, a rug. <laughs> yeah, move is something we're going to have to teach. <laughs> but I think, you know, come up with rules a household and make a list, put it on the refrigerator. Oh, Especially yes. Especially if they're kids of any age in the family. Yes. Post those rules. Right. And so that the kids can help enforce as well as you. Sure. Mm -hmm. As well as the adults. Sure. Exactly. Yep. And next... Oh, this is one of our pet peeves. Make sure your dog gets plenty of exercise every day. <laughs> and a walk is not enough exercise for a young, healthy dog. A run, a jog, a vigorous game of Frisbee, run alongside the bicycle. That, those are all better. Keep in mind, a tired dog is a, a happy dog. dog. <laughs> and a happy dog who's tired is less apt to get into trouble. He's less apt to chew up stuff. Uh, less apt to be out in the backyard barking. Less apt to be licking his paws and causing a problem. And like you said today, a tired puppy is a happy owner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep. And then the last but not least, remember you're taking the place of your dog's parents. So act like it. Don't act like a litter mate. How many times we've seen that? They get down at their level and or the dog is ruling the roost. We have a lot of people too who say, in fact, we talked about this last Saturday in class. I got the dog because I wanted a new best friend. And it's like, yes, your dog can be your best friend when he's all grown up. Mm -hmm. But when he's a puppy and an adolescent, he needs a leader. Right. And you need to be his parent. Think like a parent. Act like a parent. And then when he's all grown up, sure, then you guys can be buds and friends and so forth. But, uh, but you're not the puppy's best friend. You're the puppy's parent. Exactly. The puppy's Very not capable of being your best friend anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's just a ditzy puppy. All right, well, that's our first half of our show. I hope you uh, enjoyed those 10 training tips. Uh, if you didn't have a pen and didn't jot them down, you can go to the Kindred Spirits website and get them. KindredSpiritsK9.com, and we'll make sure they're available for you. You can check those out. But hold on uh, for our sponsors. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about some of the most common mistakes we see in dog training classes and with our private training. So hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Ready to take a walk? 
not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz, and with me is Petra and Kate from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. We're talking about dog training today, uh, some of the most common training mistakes people make. The first half of the show, we gave you some important training tips to make your training easier. And these apply to all dogs, whether they're your companion dog at home, whether they're training dogs, whether you're... I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because of the lady that called and said, I need training for my Great Pyrenees. You know, they're trained different from all other dogs in the world. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> And, and we get that whether it be Beagle, Poodle, uh, or any other breed. Well, Every breed she, is unique, of at course. At least she was asking for training, unlike the Cavalier Spaniel who, who said, said they don't need training. They don't need training. Yes, so yes. They're, they're perfect. They're born perfect, yes. yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's like the lady got a phone call a few weeks back, and I asked what kind of dog she had. She goes, the only breed that should exist, German Shepherd. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Okay. But she's not breed proud. No, 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 no. Oh, as I was saying, applies to all dogs. Yes. But no matter what the breed and no matter what job you want them to have when they grow up. So let's talk about some of the most common mistakes we see. First is uh, timing. Very important. If your dog sits in front of you and then you're busy doing something and then about mm, 15 seconds later, notice it. <gasps> Oh my gosh, you're sitting. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm done now. And walks away. Or the worst yet, coming upon a problem and going to grab your dog and dragging him back to the problem, whether it be the kitchen trash can 
or a house training accident. That's, that's probably the most common, the house training accident. Yeah. And then screaming and yelling and shaking or doing whatever. Well, of course he knows he did wrong. Look how he cowers. Yeah. Every time I get home, I know he's dug a hole because he cowers. He, and he looks, looks guilty. guilty. Yes. yes. <laughs> Uh As Kate said in the first half of the show, dogs live in the moment. And your timing for both your training and and your positive reinforcement have to reflect that. Okay, number two. Number two, not being generous enough with praise. Your dog will learn much more rapidly and with more enthusiasm when he's praised well and often. And, you know, you need to sound like you mean it. Yeah, awesome. Good job. Of course, the amount of enthusiasm you show should depend upon the effort your dog makes. If he's having trouble with something, finally gets it, give lots of praise. Although there is a common phrase around here, it's like, he didn't do that much. He didn't get a gold <laughs> He wasn't medal. that yeah, good. Wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I guess we, I'd rather them err on too much I think praise. we said than that enough. today a couple times. <laughs> praise him. No, not that much. Okay. <laughs> okay, like that's good enough. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I think a good example is um, you're you're trying to teach your dog to sit. This is something just about everybody teaches their dog. Perhaps you're using the treat lure method. You're trying to shape him into the sit using the treat lure. Your dog looks at you like you're nuts. You put your hands on him, shape him into position, praise him for it. That should be a reasonable amount of praise. Good boy. But then that moment when the light bulb goes off over his head and his rear end goes down on his own, then it's, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Because at that point, he stopped and he thought about it. He put two and two together and went, oh, that's what mom wants. And he did it on his own. Breakthrough gets a jackpot. Yes. 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 Yeah. A jackpot is a phrase that we use and a lot of trainers use. I, I can't take credit for it. Uh, that means a jackpot of praise. It's like you go to a slot machine. You put in a, a nickel, you get a nickel back. That's just, you know, regular payout. But one of those di- times you put a nickel in and it goes clang, 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 clang. That's a jackpot. <laughs> and think of that rush you get when you get the jackpot. That's the rush you're giving your dog. Not for every pull of the lever. Right. But the occasional breakthrough. And then today we'd done that again with the with the shepherd. At the very end, I said, now love him because he did it perfect. Exactly what we wanted, Good. you know. And she had to, I know she had to dig it out of her, but when she did it, because <laughs> she was a frustrated lady, you know, poor thing. That's why I called you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But once she realized it, then second time around, she did it right away. And that was awesome. Perfect. Good. Yeah. Good. One of the, uh, another common mistake we see is that of using treats and toys and uh, other positive reinforcements incorrectly. Uh, in Kindred Spirits, we use treats and toys both as lures to help the dog assume a position or to do something. And we also use them as rewards to go along with the verbal praise. Treats are an awesome training tool, but your dog's eventual adult behavior should not depend solely upon whether you have a treat or not. So you've got to use your voice to praise the dog because you're always going to have your voice. And in the beginning, have treats in hand, but then eventually you're going to wean your dog away from them. But don't be in a hurry to wean your dog away from the treats and the toys too soon. I think everybody gets it, or a lot of people get in a hurry. 
Well, he only sits when I have the treat. Well, if you're only on the third week of training, yeah, you, yeah. you need that. Keep in mind that part of what training is is build good habits. And it takes time to build a habit. It takes time to break a bad habit, and it takes time to build a good habit. So don't worry about using the treats and toys and other training tools, whatever you're using, for a while. Build a good habit. Get your dog past the point where he's testing you. And then you can gradually wean him away. And make sure the treat is really a treat. <laughs> there are some people that are so determined to feed their dog because, you know, food equals love um, when they do something that even if the dog doesn't want a treat, that the dog oh, is shove it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> By gum, you're going to eat this treat. Oh, that is so funny. The dog's pulling away. <laughs> I don't want it. This, no, this you're going to eat it. dog was actually growing up to the point of just having good and the satisfaction of doing the work was enough for him. Okay, then mistake number four, um, allowing your dog to train you. Dogs are a good people trainer. As the example of running down with the underwear, yeah, the beagle. <laughs> Boy, we're going to get a lot of mileage out of that beagle today. <laughs> or like we were saying when the dog, uh, you ask him to sit and you have no leash to reinforce it. And that goes, mm, psych, just kidding, and runs. And the people's like, get back here, and it's chasing the dog. Sure. And dog's like, woohoo, chase what game, this fun is fun. Game. I think another aspect of the dog training you is those dogs who have what we call the Bambi eyes. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm so pitiful. The corgi this morning? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I yeah. couldn't possibly walk on a leash. I'll just scream. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll all feel sorry for me. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Number five, reinforcing fear. Oh, yes, oh. yes. How come every dog who's been adopted from a shelter has been abused? All of them. The yes. hell, yeah, every one of them. Yes. Severely abused when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now that he's six, you know, um, yeah. uh, he's just been carrying that burden for ever since we got him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, we're being sarcastic, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I myself uh, definitely adopted I mean, I adopted who was a dog who was definitely abused sure yeah um and yet she's come out of it so i don't even if they think they've been abused you can still work them out of it yes yeah you want to reinforce the behaviors that you want to continue in the future so reinforce the dog that goes up to see the new things reinforce the dog who's behaving well reinforce the dog who's going Cool, Mom, I'll follow you. Reinforce the behaviors you want to follow in the future. Exactly. Don't feed the fear. Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah, like that's that? a good one. Yeah. 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 That one. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number six, forgetting to set up your dog to succeed. Oh, like yes. we always stress, we stress, set them up to succeed. There's like this human need to find out how far you can push something before it breaks. Yeah. I have a friend who actually has that as a job in a manufacturing plant. Her job is to find out how much pressure or force it takes to break what they're making. That'd be a cool job. Isn't that fun? She yeah. loves to break stuff. But um, why don't do it to your dog. No. Yeah. We have people who come to class and say, well, I was just testing him. Yeah. Don't like, test why? him. Yeah. Why? <laughs> You're not a state examiner. Stop yeah. It. Set yeah. him up to succeed. Success is its own reward. The testing comes later when you have the established habits, 99.9%. Then you can set them up 
to correct him if he does. Oh, oh, back in the right path. Good. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a place for testing, but not too soon. No. Uh, Mistake number seven. This goes along with one of the training tips we talked about in the first half. You have forgotten that your dog is a dog. It's just... Oh, I love the people I talk. Now, honey, you're not supposed to do that. You know that, right? I told you that yesterday. <laughs> Didn't we and have? We this? agreed you weren't going to do it anymore. Didn't we have the discussion? Uh-huh. I told Again, you not folks, to do that. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is not a person. He understands a lot of what you say, but he didn't understand that conversation right there. <laughs> Remember that he's a dog. <laughs> and better than humans, so treat him that way. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Isolating your dog outside. People come over. Oh, I got friends over. Let's throw them outside. They don't, t- don't teach them how to sit nicely, how to have manners when people come around. We'll just get rid of the dog. Put them outside. Put so them in a crate. Isolate them. And then when the dog's out in the backyard, jumping against the screen door, barking and howling and whining because he's been exiled when company comes over, people wonder, why is he acting like that? Mm. Well, yeah, company came over. He'd like to see them too. And you're not teaching him what to do instead. We well, hear he that a lot too. his mind when he sees yeah. people. Well, does well, he see gee. very much? <laughs> no, because he's so rowdy, we put him outside. Yes, we are being sarcastic. (laughs) And then mistake number nine, training without distractions. Uh We tell our people in the group classes that in the group classes, we are teaching the dog owner how to teach their dog. We're watching them practice here in the training yard. We're making sure that the owner understands what to do. Then the dog and owner go home to practice. Practicing at home where it's calm and quiet in the dog's comfort zone is wonderful, especially when you're teaching new things. We heard that today. Yes. He does great at home, but oh, when we, we get here, yeah. when we get every... here, he loses his mind. <laughs> yeah. That's why you come here. Yeah. And that's the purpose. That's, that's the also why I take Archer on his leash and go down to the green at the end of the street. And when... Uh, Paul's home in the evening with him. He takes him down the street where there's another dog, and he takes him across the street uh, where some friends live, and he's even been taking him up to Starbucks and having him do sits and downs under the table at the Starbucks while Paul has a coffee. It's it's training with real-life distractions. Uh I told three students today to... uh take lawn chairs and sit out front of a box store, whether it's a, a Walmart or a Kmart or a Home Depot or right. those, and take advantage of the traffic coming and going to socialize. Sure. There you yeah. go. Mistake number 10, giving your dog too much freedom too soon. Yep, we talked about that in the first half too. It's both uh, a training tip and a training problem. And a lifesaver, you know. Uh, it only takes one dash for yes. your dog to get hit by a car. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's, uh, I got to see that when I was a kid with my mom's dog and was one of the reasons I decided my dogs were going to be well-behaved. Sure. Keep them alive. Yep. Mistake number 11. I get to talk about this one since I'm the author. (laughs) (laughs) You are reading, listening, or watching too much. Now, Uh, obviously, I want you to read my books, and obviously, I want you to listen to our podcast. (laughs) But... The information in my books and in our podcast all agrees. Yeah, they're all the same. (laughs) We do have a lot of people who come to class who have watched the TV show Dog Trainers. There's three or four of them up there, all different. 
Um, there's numerous books and DVDs, and there's stuff on the internet. Unfortunately, every trainer has his or her own way of doing it. In fact, there's a standing joke that I tell all our classes. If you put 100 dog trainers in a room, the only thing they're all going to agree on is that the other 99 are wrong. And that's not to say anybody's better than anybody else or anyone's more right than anyone else, but you have to find a training technique or style that you're comfortable with and then stick to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying stick to it if it's obviously not working, but don't jump between technique to technique to technique or you and your dog both are going to be so confused. I try to create your own blend. Oh yes, yes. You're going to be so confused. Boy, and we've seen we've seen them. Oh class. yes. Dog is totally lost his mind. The owner is totally confused. Okay, from one extreme, the, uh, the the dog on the prong collar and the person using a clicker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It Those, just this doesn't match up. Yeah. Oh, flexi. Yeah, and on a prong. Flexi on a prong. <laughs> that's, that's just wrong. <laughs> that's just wrong. You have to find something that's going to be comfortable to you. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts and you and what we're saying is making sense for you, pick up a couple of my books. I'll be thrilled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but don't watch three or four of the people on TV and then listen to a couple DVDs and listen to us and then try to apply it all. You and your dog will be very unhappy. And when you pick something, do go all the way through. I was working Follow with through, yes. who had gotten a book out of the library, which is great, but then returned it, so the dog was only about halfway through on everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, forgot to finish the end. What was the last two chapters? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see that technique through to completion. And then last, but certainly not least, don't forget to have fun with your dogs. A lot of people forget that part. Dog training should be enjoyable. This little being hopefully is going to become your new best friend. Exactly. And, and you need to keep the fun in it. Yeah. So exactly. anyway, uh, as I said at the end of the first half, if you haven't jotted down these tips or mistakes and you'd like to see them, you can go to the Kindred Spirits website, www.kindredspiritsk9. That's the letter K, the number nine, dot com. All of those are up there for you. Feel free to browse the website. Even if you don't live in the Southern California area, we do have some, I think, nice information up there. And in the meantime, train your dog. Enjoy your dog. Have fun with the training. Work them hard and love them lots. There you go. Exactly. That's it from myself, Liz Palaika, my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.